I help women to overcome the fear of writing and publishing their books. And I'm so excited to have Dawn Gellner from Switzerland with me. Dawn is a professional counselor and certified hypnotherapist. She has been working for the last 70 years using a unique approach that combines law of attraction life coaching, integrative nutrition, counseling, art therapy techniques, and rapid transformational therapy. As an adolescent, Dawn suffered from 10 years of panic attacks and anxiety. This initiated her journey of self-discovery and study of psychology at university, counseling, personal development, and natural medicine. This has led to her deep empathy and ability to connect to teenagers and to help them overcome similar anxiety and self-esteem issues. In addition, being Eurasian and growing up in Japan, England and Switzerland has helped shape her empathetic nature towards all who do not have one nationality, one home or one identity. Welcome to the show, Dawn. Thank you, Esther. So let's start with the first question. What has been your turning moment in life, Dawn? I think the one of the first things that comes to me um, would be when I left at 13 years old to go to boarding school. I was living in Japan uh, as a child, going to an American international school. And at 13, I left uh, to go to boarding school in Switzerland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in the 80s so that was quite a distance um, we had to take the arctic route over alaska and it was always a big trip and uh, yeah i think that is a turning point because that was when a lot of the things that um, i found difficult started happening such as the anxiety and the panic attacks and it just sort of started a string of um, a lot of, uh, yeah, just a, a, a difficult phase in my life. That's why I call that a turning point. Yeah, that would be the first one. I think the next one after that would be leaving London after, uh, uh, during university and um, quitting university to study uh, counseling iridology and more spirituality because the course I'd been taking studying psychology, it was experimental psychology and the whole thing was a bit too much, um, too many rats and statistics and things and it didn't resonate at all with me. So um, quitting that was a big step. That would be another turning point. And I think the final one, the third part, turning point in my life that sticks out for me would be getting married, moving to Germany, um, leaving everything behind with England, Japan, the whole thing. Yeah, starting a new life. Wow. So many countries in such a yeah. young, young age. That's right, yeah. A lot of changes, a lot of different um, things to adapt to and, uh, and learn. Hmm. 
Do you think, Don, if you stay, have stayed in Japan, you didn't have anxiety attacks? That's a good question. Um, I think at some point it probably would have come out because of the way that I was feeling in general about myself and things. I suppose you have different things in your life that trigger you and um, mine just happened to come at that time. Uh, so that's a good question. I'm not, I'm, I, I, I guess I would have had to do my self-development one way or the other. <laughs> and what do you think made these attacks come out? Or what were the issues behind? Yeah, I, I think that um, being away from home and security and my mother and father, everything um, brought about like a separation anxiety, but also um, I think growing up, I was just quite a, uh, a people pleaser, a bit of a perfectionist, unable to really um, identify with any feelings that I didn't want and trying very hard to be a certain way. And I think not giving a voice to my feelings um, or even, even be, being able to be conscious of them was probably the start, the root of, of all of that. It had to come out somewhere. You know? What helped you the most to, to get this self-esteem which you have today? Oh, well, I think that was a big journey. Uh, you know, I, I suffered from panic attacks for 10 years. Um, and at the same time, I was growing up. So there was a lack of control anyway there um, or, or being, being in charge of your life. Um, I think that the things that helped me most, I, I got a lot of help from different people at the time. But I, I remember feeling really hopeless and like nothing was going to work and I felt really trapped in my condition and, and just scared, just downright scared with most things in life and um, just feeling overwhelmed and not able to function and just super freaked out all the time. Um, it was just a really high anxiety state. The only things that helped me were the personal development courses I took that were more of a spiritual nature to try to understand myself more. Um, each, each, each thing I did was maybe another, you know, layer of an onion to just try to uncover what was really inside. Um, and um, I, I think what healed me really was also just um, being with my husband and, and just kind of having children and just living my life and just having to be, just show up for them as well and just and, and everything combined. Are there special techniques which you think everybody should know about to help get rid of anxiety? Yeah, well, one of the things uh, that I use, of course, is this rapid transformational therapy um, that really addresses the root cause of people's issues. Um, and, and the reason that's important is because um, we go you know, through hyp hypnosis to a deeper state where you can really identify and see those root causes. 
better than just uh, when you're in your normal state, um, where all kinds of defenses and um, fears and, and just everything, your ego, everything is around to uh, sort of cloud your ability to see what, what really the stem, the, the root is. Um, so yes, I think uh, getting to the root cause it, by things like RTT are good, um, meditation, the usual things, just um, stillness. Um, and, and, and of course, things like counseling and therapy are good because they all uh, help to make you more self-aware and uh, to get to know yourself better and to express yourself better. I think that's really important, the expression of the feelings. You're mentioning <clears throat> hypnotherapy. I, I was always afraid of that. Just the word made, made me uh, fearful. Can you explain a little bit more? Because maybe people listening to, to us have the same feeling and uh, yeah, let's help them too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people get freaked out by the notion oh, yeah, of hypnotherapy. They think that they're gonna be in a, in a complete trance where they're not in control and they, it's kind of a bit freaky and woo woo. But I think um, it's just a really uh, a, a deeper state where you're in an alpha state, almost like um, when you're daydreaming or when you're in a car driving and you, you sort of switch off and you're at your destination and you don't really, you're not really aware of how you got there. Um, you're always fully in control and you know what's going on. So you never have to say or do anything you don't want to do. Um, and that is, is, is something that should reassure people. Uh, you're only really getting really in a relaxed state that allows for you to see your subconscious more clearly. And when you come back from this hypnotic state and you have seen things, maybe you, you can't interpret it. What, what do you do with these clients or how, how do you help them to Well, to understand? we go back during a hypnosis, we regress back to, to some scenes in their lives, in the, in the client's life that um, really go back to the root cause of the problem, of the issue. It's always important that the client um, identifies one thing at a time that they want to work on so that we're super specific. And uh, normally this, uh, it, it's, it's not a problem to go back to these scenes that caused the problem. Um, and then we just talk through that during hypnosis. It sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it is. yes it is it's really fascinating every time is fascinating and we also go through um some uh, different processes um during the hypnosis to uh to really let go of some of the uh things that come up and um and and also to to transform um the information into better information so that you can heal from your problems and what do you do with children who are suffering from anxiety? Um, so if the children are under like seven years old, then I probably would not regress them. It would be more of a 
um, putting them into a hypnotic state, but just for um, giving the right information to their minds. Um, I don't normally have to regress for that. Uh, regression, um, I think if you're an adolescent, you're older, you're a teenager, then, then it has more um, significance probably, yes. So it really depends on how severe the problem is and how, what the problem is and um, how old the child is. And if someone listening now has a child who is very anxious, fearful as I was a long time, <laughs> what would you recommend to do? I would recommend that we first have a few sessions of counseling just so that the child feels comfortable and um, feels uh, a rapport with the therapist. <clears throat> and, and once the child feels comfortable, then it's much more easier to, to either do the hypnosis um, or maybe it's not even necessary at all, at all because sometimes the child might just need to express their emotion or yeah, talk through their things. Do you think children who are very anxious, they have also parents who are anxious? Uh, that could be a lot of the time, yes, but it's not necessarily um, uh, a direct uh, correlation, I think. Um, I think that we definitely model our parents' behavior, yes. Um, and even the parents just being a certain way, like too much pressure can give anxiety to a child or um, the, uh, even the, ch uh, the parent putting too much pressure on themselves can give anxiety to the child. Um, so yeah, that, of course, I think if the parent seems, uh, gives the child the impression that they're really in control and calm, that definitely is a support. Mm. Yes. Because I'm... <laughs> I just remember my parents, yeah. they, they have been so anxious that everything until today, they're 86 now, seven, yeah. 87, everything can go wrong. And yeah. I, I took that from them for sure. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And for sure, the way that your parents see the world, that's how you see the world because you, you learn as a child. Um, I, I, absolutely. So in that sense, yes. But of course, there are also external um, influences later, school, people at school, um, just circumstances that, that can happen. Um, grief, uh, you know, loss, all kinds of things can uh, come up or a combination of all of them. You know, um, in my case, my parents got divorced also when I was four years old. So I think um, some things also stemmed from there. Uh, from then, my um, view of myself was also shaped through that. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that the way that your parents um, were anxious definitely must have had some effect. Hmm. And that's the story we take with us for yeah. during years and years. And if we don't work on it, it stays with us, right? Yeah, and we don't know any different because that's, the, that's normal. Mm. Yeah, that's right. What was the last moment you, you were feeling fearful and how did you cope with it? How did you help yourself? 
That's an interesting question. You know, I, I, for someone who suffered from a lot of fear when I was younger, it's something that I don't have anymore. Um, as I mean, I don't, I'm not at all scared of having a panic attack or of anxiety anymore. I'm, I, I feel like, um, you know, the normal responses to stress, like if you would have to give a speech or, or if you would have to, you know, um, uh, perform in a, in, I don't know, in a play or something, that would be a normal, I would have a normal response, you know, and feel um, anxious. But um, now I think the difference is I can pinpoint it way be before it happens. And, and I just, um, I'm so much more aware of how I feel that I'm able to, um, you know, you you make decisions and choices in your life that that support you. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Let's let's assume, Don, um, <clears throat> we have to make a speech and to talk in front of hundred or two hundred people, yeah. and I will feel very fearful, anxious. So, what would you? tell me to do okay if it was a beyond a normal amount of anxiety i well first i would tell you that the um that the the, the response to stress this uh this anxiety is the same response response in your body as excitement so you could reframe that into saying to yourself that you are feeling super excited instead of super scared um, just the way we talk to ourselves, the words that we give to ourselves, of course, is, are important. Um, and then I would maybe make a recording for you um, to try to reprogram your subconscious. And um, just visualizing many times the situation and how you want it to go. And uh, yeah, so that what we, what we see and believe happens. So yeah, that's what I would do. And what can I tell myself? Which sentences? Sentences. Oh my goodness. Um, so, uh, so in regards to the speech. Uh, for yes, example, for example. Yeah. I am calm, and the words come easily to me. I feel um, supported. I feel like the ideas flow through me. I would just, you know, um, speak in present tense and just as I would like to be. Wow, that's great. When, when you say these sentences, it feels so much warmth and uh, yeah, I feel I can do it. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. That's good. That's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are there good. moments you, you are afraid of something? And what is it? What is it? Yeah. I think sometimes I'm afraid of my children not being okay, which I guess a lot of parents worry about their kids. Um, I, so for me, that's a high uh, a source of anxiety. I worry about losing my mother, who I have a very close relationship with, um, or my husband. So I think the things that scare me now are more things like loss or just fear of aging or fear of, uh, you know, some things that, may lie ahead but um so being in the moment and bringing myself back to the present would be important yeah and how are you talking to yourself in these moments 
I say that, you know, whatever happens in your life, uh, like whatever happens to me, I'm able to cope with it mm. as many generations have before. And uh, no matter how painful something is, um, I'm going to live my life now to the fullest and to the best um, of my abilities with no fear of being too close to somebody or no fear of, of, of um, loss because um, that gives me something that gives me strength to cope with that later. That's mm. the way that I am trying to look at that. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing on that. Sounds great. So where can people reach you, Don? They can reach me uh, through my website, uh, dongelner.com. Yeah, all the information is on there. Okay. So let's say, um, what are the three most important messages you would love to give our audience now? Wow, okay, so three important messages. So I think one of them is do what makes you feel good and what raises your vibration. I think too many of us don't know what makes us really feel good because we're listening to all this external chatter and we're not really in tune with ourselves. So we need to be really honest with ourselves and. Um, you know, do what makes us feel good. Because that's what will make, you know, that's what will attract more of that into our lives. Um, so that will be the first thing. The other thing is, I think that um, whatever you think you need, you probably, the thing that people sometimes, some, some people are worried about, you know, oh, am I eating the right foods? Or the other person's worried about, am I doing enough exercise? The other person's worried about, am I doing you know, enough meditation, whatever. Everybody you know, thinks they know what they need. And I think that we should remember that you probably need most what you're doing the least. Um, and so if you find that you're hypervigilant with your food or your um, or extreme in one direction, then it's probably not what you need. It's probably not about the food. You probably need to look at your, um, you know, your mental state or your emotional uh, state. I think too many people get, um, they distract themselves looking for the answers in one thing when in fact it's in a completely different thing. And that's different for everybody. So that's the, the second thing. And Let's see, third one, always follow your heart. Um, uh, yeah, always follow your curiosity and your heart. Uh, I, I think the best things in my life have come um, when I followed my heart despite being scared. Um, having a third child, or that was a scary thing, I still did it. Um, just, you know, anything, often the things that you're scared of, um, if your heart is telling you to do them, then, then do them. Um, yeah, and, and I guess if I can squeeze in a fourth thing, it's something that has been on my mind a lot lately. It's just, I wish people would just not judge each other. We mm. should just not judge other people. And, 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 and uh, especially in these times, you know, with Corona and with different 
mindsets and viewpoints and opinions, if we could just not judge each other, that would be really helpful. Very beautiful, Don. Thank you so much. That that was the fourth point. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Esther. Very beautiful. So thank you. Thank for you for having been here. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. <laughs>